You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Always good to start a show with an uh, as I am prepared uh. to, for the transition. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Jordan with the silent PH in the middle. Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Uh, very uh, eventful morning as we seem to have lots of stuff flooding in about what our next book could be it's kind of crazy so lots of stuff to talk about first of all lucian how are you this fine uh march saturday morning yeah yeah pretty good um a little dreary out today hoping for a little bit more warmth tomorrow my hands are cold as i'm even thinking about it had one of those really long hard work weeks so everything seems like i just talked to you yesterday and i can't believe how fast time flew that's how busy work was yeah so gotta, i'm glad we're at saturday <laughs> yes for sure you you need to get um some warm coffee i never see you drinking yes. coffee no but not a coffee drinker yeah that's your problem so that'll warm you yeah. right up so. well i was told that it would stunt your growth so i didn't i wanted to be a you know i wanted to be big and tall yeah so. and look how tall i am so yeah <laughs> been drinking coffee since i was four years old no uh but yeah i'm excited we have um quite a bit to talk about first of all is uh call of the nether deep is out yes um i have it on i didn't get, i didn't pick up a physical copy but i have it on D beyond mm-hmm. um and it was i want to say it was released tuesday maybe yeah, monday Tuesdays. tuesday so i uh, was reading it on Wednesday, and I kind of went through. It's it's it is straight up an adventure. For some reason, I kept thinking this would be a a source book for the new continent, uh, and it does have like here's a city, but it is it is one hundred percent, in my opinion, just an adventure. Like it, right. you know, there's a couple of new magic items, but they're all pertinent to the adventure. There's a couple mm-hmm. of new monsters, but they're all pertinent to the adventure, like very specifically. <laughs> um, have you got a chance to look at it at all, or? No, because I didn't. I didn't buy it, um, and I didn't know if we were going to use anything from it in our D and D campaign. Which typically I would jump over to like D and D Beyond to see if there was anything in there I wanted to mm-hmm. to use. So all I've seen is just from the videos I've watched with the interviews with Matt over on the D and D channel, mm-hmm. and where they talked about some of the locations. They talked about kind of maybe a little bit of the theme of the adventure and you know the starting place and what else did he talk about just a little bit about that that area so yeah yeah uh i think the 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 one video that stuck out in my mind that he did with uh uh old what's his face i lost his his mind uh yeah um is uh bazozan which is like a big kind of reverse uh, prison where or, or they built this giant city but it's to keep the evil down below down below rather than to mm-hmm. to repel forces from outside so um as far as like character stuff there there's a lot there's a whole like section on character creation which i really like but it's it's strictly about uh how do i create a character for this adventure hmm. uh and i was trying to think of a lot of the other adventures that I see from Wizards of the Coast don't really have that. Um, sometimes there's extra backgrounds, but for the most part, it's like, you can play anything. Uh, here you go. And and this also, like, I'm allowed to play anything, but it says, you know, if you're from this area, you're more inclined to have this or this or this. And uh, I've always appreciated that, that uh, assistance in buy-in. Like, okay... <laughs> It does it make a lot of sense if I play a multi-class Aarakocra going through a Dungeon of the Mad Mage, or could I play? Should I play something a little more like in line with the setting, you know? Right. Um, and so that was really fun. There's also a section on rivals, which I believe was in maybe Ack Inc or something else, but I think that another book had rivals where, but this has a little expanded uh, rule set on it on how to use those rivals and how they can like mm-hmm. pop up here and there. Um, I haven't read the whole thing, but I finally got to the Netherdeep this morning as I was going through it, and that is a fun underwater demi-plane of, of terribleness um, and reminded mm-hmm. me of a Zagutmoy villain from a long time ago when I was doing research because there's this really interesting um, 
it looks like fungus, but it's kind of, right. it's a mineral, it says, and it's a uh, uh, mm. reudium. And so it's kind of yeah. interesting. Well, I remember the thing that stood out to me is they were asking um, Chris Perkins about the adventure. And he said, we hadn't done a deep, dark underwater adventure in a while. And so that kind of makes sense that the nether deep really is, has a large kind of underwater area. And they wanted to go pretty creepy with it, pretty Cthulhu-ish, pretty, pretty, you know. Um, So he he said it was, you know. Just the art, it's really cool. Being able to work on something like that they hadn't done in a while or hadn't done. So I just thought that was, that kind of made me think it was a very nautical at some point adventure. Like there, you must be, you know, you must be going to the nether deep at some point. You better yeah. be ready. <laughs> yeah. I guess that uh, was side my, note. my point though, is the nether deep is not like the underdark or something. It is this, oh, this right. interesting, weird, uh, he describes it as a demi plane, but it almost feels Eberron esque where it's like, uh, Kyber. They always talk about the yeah. world below Kyber is literally just this place riddled with demi planes that take you to like, terrible awful places and this feels similar uh and i think it's tied to the ocean but it is its own self-contained kind of thing yeah i think i think the hint was there's a reason it's there it's a reason that it 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 exists it's not just like you said like a plane and that's just the name that they gave to that plane or whatever um side note to the aarakocra in uh dungeon of the mad mage that's my third character because the first two died. So the first two were, <laughs> and you get a little, little bit more little, in line uh... with what you would think in Waterdeep. And by the third one, you can tell I'm like, that's it, no holds barred. Now. Yeah, I was teasing you. I hope you know <laughs> that. But yeah, uh, I totally understand. Your first character is this like, you know, really gritty. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm totally fitting. By the third one, you're like, I was a clown that <laughs> yeah. fell into a vat of magic, and now yeah. I can cast things. So, yep. I was like, oh, this will probably die too. So, let's not. Yeah, that's too much. yeah. Who cares anymore? That's funny. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it's worth it. I I like aspects of this uh, adventure. I'd probably have to like super mm-hmm. read it. But again, I I'm not super familiar with the world of critical role and i'm less inclined to run a campaign there but this did make me wonder if uh i could if we could get our wild mount group back together and take those (laughs) characters and uh run them through this or maybe just the ending because we probably don't want to like de-level ourselves or anything but it would be kind of fun to go and explore this and try to save some people um, or if those characters were our rivals and we started new characters, but then our old characters are like causing problems for us. That would be kind of interesting. Could you, too. Do you feel like if it's written that you could just steal it and throw it in your campaign world and just call it, it just, you know, it's just a land that's just over the horizon or it's, uh, you know, it's another little island or something I mean, that's just off of what your normal map was that you yeah. ever created or whatever. Yeah. Not necessarily I, throw it in Forgotten Realms, but... No, I, I was actually... I put a, a poll on my YouTube the other day mm-hmm. because I was thinking about this. Like, how many people um, have a homebrew world, but when you come across something like this, you're like, oh, I'll just steal this entire continent or this island yeah. or this city or this forest or this NPC... Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like the majority of people run something like that, whether they're conscious of it or not, like they'll see something on TV and they're just like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I'm going to have a Star Wars land in my homebrew setting or something to that effect. Uh, because every artist steals in some way, like you're always inspired by something else. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was was (laughs) fun and interesting. So it's. Yeah. So I I don't think I personally would. A lot of it, it's very detailed because Matt's got a very detailed world. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is tied back to Wildmount specifically. There are uh, areas and cities and factions in Wildmount that have a presence here and, and you know, back and forth. Uh, it, for the fans, I assume. So, But it's not isolated, I think. And if it was this weird, isolated island or continent i probably could more easily you know apply it because it is like Mm -hmm. you don't know what it is you know uh so long story short no i don't think i would but maybe a couple cities or towns you could definitely steal things like that um like for instance bazozan like i think that's really cool and you just replace the the evil below that they are trying to uh keep contained with whatever evil you want 
mm-hmm. then you have a really cool city that's like the idea of that is really interesting. So yeah, I grabbed the the black pyramid ziggurat from a Greyhawk adventure, mm-hmm. plop that down in an area that I had built on a randomized hex map for the hex game where you know. Uh, seeking revenor yeah and yeah so i was grabbing that piece and then i had a a city in the south that was the in my head when i thought i just want a city and i want it to be completely empty like kind of like pompeii almost like after the volcano like there would just be no people there and but, but the buildings would all still be standing and then as the adventurers are exploring and get deeper and deeper then the only thing i wanted to have in there was like a swarmy type creature that would bubble up out Mm-hmm. and swarm after them and then that would give them the clue to why this place is picked clean and there's it's just like everything's there and then the only other thing were the the dragons that you know i kind of borrowed from some of the greyhawk stuff too so i was like yeah. plopping little pieces down but i could find maps of cool cities that existed in other adventures or i could find you know things and then just and that's use so the useful. framework of yeah it. yeah and then do what we want to do in it so yeah i was um, and it got me thinking like could it would be kind of fun to create a campaign world with other people and mm-hmm. i almost want to call it like zine world where i have like i have so many little zines that i've picked up or little pdfs here and there and it would be like yeah. oh yeah this forest that i bought i'll plop it here or oh this you know and yeah. um we seem to be focused a lot on getting adventures that it's like, I can put this in any forest, but in my mind, I'm like, I really want them to be like, here are like two parts. Like, yeah, here are three forests, (laughs) put them anywhere. And here's what's going on in there. And then have mechanics to kind of easily adapt that to whatever your setting is. Uh, I think that would be kind of interesting. And same with, with cities and all this other stuff. And there are a Mm -hmm. lot of those, like for instance, Lex came up with the shifting city which was a zine supplement he did that is system neutral. And it is just a, you know, odd city that disappears and reappears wherever you need it to be. And so that is a self-contained thing that you could plop into your city. Uh, Hot Springs Island, the exact same thing. Like yeah, you find an Island when you said it yeah. very isolated, it yeah. literally could be an Island anywhere else you want. And it has so. zine things plopped all around. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every little thing. Zine so size fun. things. <laughs> so I, I i think we should create yeah zine world or zine world so yeah it was fun doing the hex map because i think a hex map makes you kind of do something like that so like you're doing if oh i think there may be a couple of videos on matt coville's channel where he did create a hex world with chat at the same time using suggestions but then he would take a suggestion kind of manipulate and mold it and they would start making this world yeah not the one he did in the chain but like a whole nother one because he was having fun doing it during live streams and i think they were working on like a whole nother it was almost just like a collaborative almost like a kick-started campaign world almost mm-hmm. you know, no money or anything but just people throwing out ideas and be like oh well this area has this desert but why is it a desert you know and they would start you know going oh maybe there was a war there okay well were there some factions is there some ruins because of the you know and you could just really start to dive down the creative um tunnel yeah there was a come up with lots of stuff another streamer was doing a similar thing where they were saying uh ask me a question about my homebrew setting and if i don't Mm -hmm. know it i'll make it up and I love that idea where you're like, oh, I never really thought, like, how many moons are there? Boy, mm-hmm. I don't, how many moons do you think there should be? You know, like, there could yeah. be zero. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I recently finished an Eberron video, and uh, it it boggled me a little bit that that is the only planet in that solar system. There are 13 moons that orbit Eberron, <laughs> but it's Eberron is the only planet. And then I'm researching, you know, the Forgotten Realms has like 12 planets or I'm making that up, but they have a lot of planets and Crin Space has a bunch of planets. Um, and it is kind of interesting to think like, well, mm-hmm. how how would that form like to have one planet is kind of interesting. So, yeah, getting that Spelljammer research in is what I'm hearing. Oh, I am doing a lot of Spelljammer <laughs> research, uh, having lots of fun. I've been, I made a couple shorts. I'm going to make some more today. I'm playing around with shorts again, so we'll see if those do well. But uh, I do have a um, Crinspace video scheduled for Wednesday, if I can finish it on time, is Very the goal. Cool. Um, and then speaking of Spelljammer and Planescape and all that other stuff, we have a, a an announcement on Tuesday, uh, March 22nd. Yeah, rumored. 
uh, I is, think mostly confirmed. I it is Ted it is very confirmed. confirmed. A lot of people said that uh, the teasers were allowed to go out Friday, which is what we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. Um, and then they'll make an official announcement on Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, the if you go to their... It's on Twitter. It's on all of their social medias, Wizards of the Coast D&D. But Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, I felt that Instagram was the best place to see it. Uh, But it's a collection of like four crystals that are kind of overlapping. And there's a bunch of art intermixed in these crystals. Uh, Mm -hmm. A little like rat mouse guy. uh, What looks to be a bazaar, like a shopping area. There's a little like potion kind of neon sign that's Mm -hmm. dangling. Uh, and it just says, uh, through the depths of the ethereal plane, uh, a beacon of possibility of adventure kind of a thing. And so they're like, what do you see in here? And it's, it's a teaser for the next book. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to overanalyze this, uh, oh, ourselves God, yeah. included. You can zoom right in and um, see some stuff. Yeah. And you can zoom in and see. So what, what popped out to you, I guess? <laughs> well, the, the thing that drew me is that right in the center I swear that looks kind of like the Ack Inc. symbol, just because we're we're in our adventure where we play every Tuesday, we see this Ack Inc. symbol because we're an Ack Inc. But it, you know, it could be. Oh, I was thinking it was like a potion, like a potion shop. Setting. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. when you said that, I said, oh, okay, you know, maybe it's like a medallion that shows that. But to me, I was thinking Ack Inc., and that got me to think of, you know, Vi from uh, Jeremy Crawford's. Um, shows yeah. that he does now because yeah. that's the character he's put in and if you go look at what that character is it's described as she's like the planes hopping grandma yeah gun toting planes hopping she was in so i like ravnica and then Eberron. Yeah. i think maybe not Eberron. it was definitely ravnica yeah. she's bounced around quite a bit she was in single then, for a long time yeah yep and the and the mouse jumps out golden eyes i couldn't think if there was anything if that was minsk and booze what the eye color was uh, or, Boo is a hamster. Or hamster. So um, I don't know and if that's I, that, No, that's not Boo at all. That looks like some yeah. kind of weird... It looks really alien baddish. Possibly yeah. playable creature. Play, could be a new playable race. Maybe. Um, probably small. But then if you look at the crystal on the right, there's a woman with flowers in her hair and her hands are raised up. And almost like a, what I thought that my first instinct was like a red wizard of Thay. But it looks, or it might be like an orc, or it might be an undead guy standing and staring at her too in that other crystal. And then it was like, <laughs> what is going on there? And then the f- one on the far left of that, I feel like I see the prow of a ship. Yeah, I think it's um, a bunch of, I think, yeah, Maybe okay, I see what you're saying Down now. at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a beholder eye, but it's got stalks off of it. So I don't know a beholder Oh, and there's spider. a little uh, rabbit <laughs> with a horn, a unicorn horn. I'm just seeing this on the left next to the ladder. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just noticed that. So that's – and that's a fair Yeah, so I've just seen little think, weird so, things yeah. in there. And um, so it's fun to have something like this. Now, I couldn't figure out – now, you'd put in Journey Blank, the Blank Radiant. Yeah. That seemed to be a – what I was seeing is I thought that – word there might have been a va but then i started getting close to like tiamat or <laughs> so there's there's some very blurred words at the top <laughs> yeah um somebody we think they're twisted yeah somebody <clears throat> took them and they they mirrored them and if mm-hmm. you mirror them it's a little easier to read um and it it is j-o-u something the r-a possibly d and and so a lot of people are thinking it's journey the radiant journey blank the radiant blank or something they're not really sure uh and and either am i but uh it that title of like journey to something like this uh makes me think that it's going to be an adventure anthology kind of like uh ghost yeah. of salt marsh or candlekeep mysteries and if we're getting into the morden canaan book that's coming out in march uh sorry in may that is the multiverse. It has multiverse in the title. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be that same thing where instead of in Candlekeep, you're jumping into books or whatever to go to different adventures, you're going to be in Sigil probably jumping into portals to go to other worlds. Uh, and so I, d- I don't necessarily think this is going to be the book that has 
the crin space races mm. like kender that we just saw uh or sorry i shouldn't say crin space i should say dragonlance races like yeah kender. i'm not seeing dragonlance but i also don't think picture. that it's going to have those spelljammer races that we saw um a supplement for i feel like this is and traditionally this is the time that we usually get those anthologies where it's not mm-hmm. it's not the christmas sale big book you know and we're mm-hmm. we're just coming off of well what was the last book that we the last uh that had all of the different well i guess it's going to be the morden canaan book because that's going to have all the updated rules and stuff so i don't think we're going to get another big uh rules supplement book of like here's different races and here's different this but i think towards the end of the year we're going to get a campaign setting slash adventure uh but this one feels like an anthology book probably set in sigil i don't know that's my guess what's your guess (laughs) it's hard to say um because we i it felt like this year we might see more books than we had seen in the previous year but then we're already here in march and not have gotten really too much more information um they might just go another week i mean i guess we're going to find out this coming up week because that yeah. gives them enough time to have said you know we advertised for nether deep we're not stepping on the sale of the nether deep and now we can you know start talking about the next exciting thing I feel like they've got to announce their live event if they're going to do it or not. I feel like if they're going to do a live event, usually they have something that they're tying into that that gets played there or gets, you know, as part of all of the um, stuff they put up and and make it look really cool for. Just like when they did, you know, the, the stream of Annihilation or all the other stuff that they've done. Yeah. And we haven't heard that yet. We're supposed to get two classic campaign settings but they could be inside a book like you've said in an anthology book which would work because ghosts of Saltmarsh were great there were several greyhawk adventures in there that were just redone to work within forgotten realms at that point yeah but even in the beginning no, of that no, book it were, said you could they were put greyhawk. it in it was a greyhawk map it wasn't meant to work in forgotten realms oh well like, I, I remember it, reading the front though where it oh you like could yeah you could coast, put it anywhere could, yeah, but yeah. yeah it was and it the maps and stuff the old. is what i was trying to say yeah. Uh I'm going to um, drop this on you. I just I just did some googling and put this together. Uh the the phrase radiant triangle is a spelljammer term which represents uh gray space, crin space and realm space. Those were the three crystal spheres that were connected uh pretty pretty uh solidly and they were known as the radiant triangle. So this could be journey through the radiant triangle. Um, almost like a or journey Bermuda to the radiant triangle i don't know callback right <laughs> i don't know but that the word radiant is i don't know who knows and uh, we'll find out for sure but like i really want this to what's be... chat saying is chat looking at their picture too <laughs> yeah. they go google it has anybody got any guesses out there in chat what are you guys seeing journey to the radiant spheres we have uh, uh yeah radiant realms well you can't quite tell so. what that is it four words or is it one, we don't two, know. Three, yeah. four, it's five. It's words. mirrored and jumbled. I'm not really sure. Yeah. 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 That's a tricky one. That's a tricky I think it's one. an adventure book, an anthology book like that. That'll be a bunch of adventures in those areas. So I Which I think see. is fun. You those are nice because sometimes you can just pull out pieces and you don't need the whole thing. Well that's thing. what they're for, yeah. But um, although I keep saying I really I had the most fun running uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh as just an adventure. As I thought it that is. was a really yeah, yeah, cool yeah. thing. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know what they're going to bring out next. I have no idea. It's got to be. I mean, we just had a critical role adventure. Yeah. Usually, they don't do two adventure books back to back, though. Yeah, I don't know, and I wonder if Critical Role is an outlier. I'm not really sure. So. Oh, maybe it doesn't count to the way they're thinking about it. Yeah, I get. I can um, see that. It is, uh, and I. It makes more sense now that Call of the Netherdeep has come out when it did because uh, it is the seven-year anniversary of Critical Role. Um, mm. They put out a couple of videos here and there, and so it's it's a big, you know, it's a it's a seven years. It's a long time for them to be running around and doing stuff, and so um, I was like, oh, it totally makes sense why you're releasing Call mm. of the Netherdeep now. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if that was, hey, we're going to put this here because of the anniversary. And mm-hmm. then, Wizards, you can do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Oh, I, I forgot to mention it in the last couple of shows, but about, I want to say two episodes ago, maybe three, Chad will correct me if I'm wrong, Robbie did leave the show. So he was basically not a permanent cast member. Oh, he was yeah. there from the beginning. I thought they just added him as a, here's, you know, here's an, you know, another member. Just like back when they had the guy who played the Dragonborn in the very beginning when they started streaming. They had the Dragonborn wizard with them. Um, trying to remember his name. Uh, somebody in chat will know that too, I'm sure. <laughs> but then he left He left the show and it was just the, the normal group that we would recognize now. And then with Robbie being added in, I was one. I thought Robbie was maybe becoming a permanent cast member, yeah. but he has he has left the show. So I wonder if they're getting ready to maybe bring in another person for the show, or if they're going to have you know people that are there. Now he was there a long time, yeah. So that you know maybe they're going to start bringing in guests that are there for you know ten episodes or more, a, a, a true arc before they kind of move out of the whatever the story is. Well, they so. did announce that critical role announced on their seven year anniversary that they're going to be doing more shows. And <sighs> so, uh, I, I'm not sure about Robbie, but it would make sense to introduce a few characters on the main show. And then literally we can do a spin-off series. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I would not be surprised about that. Um, with, uh, excuse me, other DMS. And then you have that connection of, of familiar characters and stuff. So, yeah. 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 That makes sense. So, and they teased that with, uh, it was a, a Bria who ran uh, Matt through a game in in Wildmount and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, that prequel series they did just before. And I think they want to do more of that, but just off. like more continuing shows. So, mm-hmm. But no, unless somebody drops, they're not going to bring in someone new permanently, I think. They they know their, their secret sauce is their friendship, but it, it works really, really well. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, you can always add a friend to your friendship group. What are you talking about? Well, uh, no, I your mean, friends aren't limited. Your friends are not <laughs> limited. No, but they know that their interactions with each other is what has built that franchise so well. Um, yeah. And so I don't think you're going to be like, hey, we're going to split everybody up, and you know, Sam's going to run a game over here, and nobody's going to be doing a main game. I don't know so, if I make sense. But if, but, but if Chris Perkins said, hey, I just want to play. Can I complain your campaign? I'm sure they. Yeah, he's always welcome there. in he, my campaign. He would play so. <laughs> if he wanted to play the you know the full campaign, not just hey, I'm going to stop by and say hello. I bet they you know pull a chair up. I would think they consider him a pretty good friend. Or even Coville. They, I mean, Coville tells the story of in the first campaign. Matt, the two Matts were talking about how Matt Coville could come in and play a character. For the show, and it, mm-hmm. it could be a villain character, also. Yeah, they were that talking the party about that. didn't know about, but it never really ended up happening. So maybe there's, you know, they have talks like that sometimes. I'm sure they do, uh, and they did that with Chris Perkins. He showed up with a character and things like that. But I think, uh, I think overall, like, like Coville's busy, and I, I think he's just like, no, oh yeah, I'm not like, saying any specifics. I'm not going to do that. We don't anymore, know. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know who they're... They, I'm sure they have a friend group of their voice actors, too, right? Yeah. They've all been working in the industry they for have a LA while. So there might be other way, friends they consider. Way more uh, uh, personable and know how to treat it as entertainment as opposed yeah. to a game. So, yeah. for sure. Um, something else that was Ninja announced on Amazon is that there is a D&D graphic novel that is uh, scheduled to come out in February 2023. Um, this is a, weird to have it leaked so early on Amazon. Like a year? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> so I wonder if that date will get pushed up. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's 15 pounds because uh, this is on a UK site. Um, 208 pages. I'm not, I don't know, no other information. So I don't know if this is a collection of. Uh, a lot of the other comics are the older Forgotten Realms comics, or if they're creating well, new Jim stuff. Well, Jim Grubb is still so, doing a lot of yeah. recent D&D stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of Baldur's Gate and things like mm-hmm. that. So Baldur's I, Gate I, one's still running. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's an anthology of that, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, But it says graphic, yeah, graphic novels, so maybe it's self-contained. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, Cool. 
what else is new? <laughs> I, I wish I wish we knew. Yeah, I wish I wish they'd given us something. This picture, I guess, is is pretty good. I mean, at least it's something in there. But I can't believe we don't really know what the next book is yet, or like um, you know where they're going this year. Um, it, and it seems like they've kind of slowed all their other shows down that they used to put up on their YouTube channel. And they would, you know, do weekly shows. They would do prize giveaways. Then they would tease some art from stuff they're working on. And yeah, just all you know, of that uh, just has kind of stopped. Greg Tito used to be yeah. the the guy that was there doing a bunch of stuff. And and I don't know. I wonder if they're, uh, you know, the fallout of Mike Merles and some of the other stuff. I wonder if a lot of them are like, I don't think I want to be on the limelight. And, and <laughs> they took a step back. And, and, you know, all of that stuff with Pro Jared and then Dice Camera Action fell apart. And mm-hmm. Chris Perkins was just like, I guess we're done with this. And he mm-hmm. just kind of stepped back. And uh, But Chris Perkins has also said that he's not – he doesn't seek that attention. Like, True. he likes to write and he likes to create things. But he's not the guy that's like, oh, yeah, I want to be on the main stage with Acquisitions Incorporated <laughs> like Jordan does so Mm -hmm. much but i think he is like uh, i don't know like whatever it it hit or miss kind of a thing so i wonder if a lot of them are just like i don't think i want to be that face anymore so yeah i don't know yeah that's and that but now without it we we don't get all our teasers we don't get all our little hints because they were they would give us at least a hint a a show almost you know they'd show us something we you'd learn about dice sets that are coming out or you'd learn about some new product and Really, you don't hear a lot about any of the products that they're doing right now. I haven't heard of a new dice set in a while. I haven't seen any of the WizKids advertisements for new miniatures or anything. Uh, um, yeah, you need to. Well, you need to follow WizKids because they have been announcing stuff. They're the ones. Uh, yes. oh, they well, have yeah, a. Uh, they have a Jewiblix and uh, another Demon Lord Ooh, that they're releasing. Cool. That are just these. Oh, hit my microphone. Sorry. That are these Ooh. huge like. Uh, what's oh Orcus? Orcus was the other one that they released. Ooh, that I uh, I have Orcus and I would I really want you Eblix. Uh <laughs> and so got my oh so cool, um, but they're so expensive, <laughs> right? <laughs> they so expensive, good. and they have a new line of uh, critical role minis that are coming out because mm-hmm. of Call of the Nether Deep. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm waiting to see. Uh, we. Do we think this announcement is the box set that's already been leaked with the um does the, I don't think this picture matches what we saw from the Mordecai's Blue Dragon and the No, the new adventure set that they were we saw that was leaked a couple weeks ago and it was in a different language I thought. I they were do talking not about they're going to do a new starting adventure box set. Oh, the box set. It. Yeah, this yeah, is not a new that. starting that adventure box like set. That. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't that's see it at any all. art that matches it. But could that be the announcement? Is what I was wondering. Um, I yeah, because I wouldn't put it past them. They always they plan for all of this, and then mm-hmm. something gets leaked like that, and then they still do it anyway. And they're just like, "Hey, surprise!" Right? And you're like, "No, yeah. not surprise." I know. Yeah. Well, they still want to sell it, so they got to yeah, tell us so about it. They're going to do point. it. Yeah. <laughs> and when do you put your starter set out if you're going to do a new one? Do you do it early in the year? Or do you wait till do you think that's more of a Christmas last last of the year release? Maybe that's at the very end for the Christmas season. Um, I think the starter out. set would be a good Christmas thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get it out this summer. Um, yeah, because why at not? least on the shelves. By, yeah. yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Very interesting. I guess we'll know. I know uh, Ted is really good about trying to comb the interwebs for all things spoilery and all things like in the background and all, yeah. all little hints and things. So if, if you're ever trying to find what the latest conspiracy theory is or, you know, the, the latest, um, he, he reminds me of the person that would have the, the cork board behind him with a bunch of pictures and then the strings, the wall of crazy. Lined up. Yeah. yeah. He would just be like, that's how I see dead. He's like, he's tracking like... down every little rumor, every little, um, <laughs> instead of QAnon, it's Ananon, or like Nerdimers yeah. Anon, or Ted Anon. Maybe we should Ted call Anon. that. Ted Anon. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, your, your wall of crazy is coming along nice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, he's that, got, see... he's got oh, some oh. kind of uh, connections, I feel. Or the, the right people drop the right hints to him. Because <laughs> he's always like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. I had to go. I, he already had it up. 
And I was like, how does my Twitter not show me this? All I ever do is look at Dungeons and Dragons page. Why wouldn't it be the first thing that ha- mm-hmm. that pops up on my phone? And it wasn't like it was. I was like scrolling through and saw Ted's uh, YouTube about it. And I'm like, how do I not know this? And then went and had to go find it. <laughs> Why isn't the Twitter algorithm just throwing that on on yeah, the well. page for me? Social media is a joke. <laughs> they, yes. they are feeding you what you think you want, but it's like that. Exactly. Actually. All the all I get is Elden Ring advertisements yeah. for some reason <laughs> right now. <That's laughs> they want exactly that so bad. Uh, the only other news I had that uh, – not really news, but I thought was – I kind of posted it to you earlier this week. But Colville tells what he says is the second greatest story, which is funny because he has a video on there about the greatest story in gaming. Which actually, if you listen to it, is probably one of the best told stories I've heard somebody just tell a story. Like it's just entertaining to listen to him tell this story about um, the five rings. And it was, and I had never even played or even did anything with that. Yeah. And then he tells the second best story. And again, it's about something I haven't really played too much or wasn't into. But when he tells the story about it, you're just so interested. And he's just mm-hmm. such a storyteller. Like I would say, that should just be his label. He is absolutely a storyteller. He's so good at, you know, doing that. And uh, so you can go see that out on his video, which is pretty good. Um, I know their Arcadia stuff is still moving forward. I still see a few things. I think things issue about their 13 is coming out pretty soon. And yeah, they've got such good things the, on them. Yeah, the Beastmaster was still really good. And I, I mm-hmm. want to play that, that class so bad. Um, and there was something else that they i really need them to make a printed version of all of the arcadia stuff which i'm sure they will do at some point and i just want a big like all of them together in a in a nice book uh i'm pretty sure that kingdoms and warfare is i think i saw that their proofs had come in so we should be getting our physical books pretty quickly um which will be nice to have those uh the good thing about the PDF being out for so long, uh, the PDF is out, isn't it? Am I correct in that? I've I've seen snippets of it. I don't know if I've gotten the full... Yeah, I think it was out enough that people were sending in their uh, corrections. Corrections. Or, so yeah, that yeah. the printed book is really good. And that's something that I really value with... Um, Goodman Games does that. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the nice about putting out um, PDFs ahead of time. Right. Is that you could have you could pay all of the money to all of the proofreaders, but then the minute you get it out, someone's just like, "Is this supposed to be like that?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they have a whole uh, stomp the typo Goodman Games where you have to go out and and find it and put it in. Uh, and I was really happy because when the uh, Goodman Games DCC and uh, annual came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that they did the math wrong, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that this is wrong in the way they're presenting it. Like that doesn't make any sense. So I submitted it as a typo because I didn't really know what else to do, and it was fixed. And I was like, oh. I did that. There Me and go. probably a dozen <laughs> other people, but like, I'm yeah. really proud that I saved, <laughs> I saved the math pr- equation in uh, the yep. annual. Good job. Yeah, the well PDF done. of of Knights or of Kingdoms of Warfare was released a long time ago. I thought so. It's just been a while. And I haven't played in a game to actually utilize it. So, Yeah, it was just, that reminds me of a couple of Kickstarters that um, we have been waiting on, you know, some of the ones that come from 2C Gaming and stuff. Yeah. They don't typically do it, but a couple of the other ones, I mean, that one that was the 5E, uh, but you can do anime 5E. Yeah. Um, they, they sent out like a pre, here's our pre-production PDF, so you can go through the whole thing. Um, when I, when I, kickstarted lancer they did that with their i like that they put out that piece first yeah so that you could really get your hands on that and, and take a look at it um before the but the books look really good too and the um so i'm excited because i got i must have it at least seven or eight kickstarters out there right now that i'm still waiting on stuff to come back it seems like it's been obviously slower because everybody obviously has the the book shortage and the shipping shortage and yeah the, the supply chain getting is still stuff from printer shortage and that still kind of happens so uh, that slowed down all the 2021 kickstarters that we did and i must have done like i said a, half a dozen maybe a dozen different ones but i'm waiting on those so eventually lots of cool books are gonna come in <laughs> yeah i know 
Uh, I'm excited for next week. Uh, Tiny Tina's going to happen. So we mm-hmm. got about, I think it's about seven days, maybe six days, something like that. So I get to play Dungeons and Dragons. Their game, they put out a game called Bunkers and Badasses, which was their kind of D&D light set of um, role-playing rules that I think that you could play. Mm-hmm. But it's based on the world of Tiny Tina's like adventure she's going to run again for the Vault Hunters. And I'm just excited for it. I, for whatever reason, I just love that whole idea that they had this video game that's nothing but guns and a shooter looter, you know, with... with weapon explosions when you're killing guys so you can go pick up new stuff a la you know diablo from back in the day but then they added hey let's put a storyline in where they're playing dungeons and dragons or a, or a role-playing game at the same time i'm just like it's so good mm. so i love it it's it's like my kind of meta i guess or my kind of um it's like Ak Inc. you know they break uh, the coffee. fourth wall sometimes they bring in the the uh yeah my coffee my well uh, no sorry i meant chocolate the peanut butter and chocolate you like peanut butter my chocolate together yeah that's what it is um (laughs) yeah no i know you're you're a big borderlands fan i yeah those are fun but i i should try and play the the new one that comes out the tiny well tiny tina's it'll be fun Mm -hmm. um i i do like meta jokes and things like that usually in my uh dungeons and dragons where uh I don't know, like you'll give them a magic item and then they, you describe it in such a weird way. And then they turn to you and they're like, is this just a thermos? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It keeps (laughs) your hot things hot. That's so cool, huh? (laughs) It's magic. So, um, yeah. Uh, Koval talks about the second greatest story, uh, which was halo themed. And I don't know much about halo. Well, it is halo, but I don't know much about halo, but like he is just a really good storyteller. But the story is more about, pre-halo oh yeah yeah and not realizing the easter eggs in halo maybe is is what i would say the story is mostly about definitely go go listen to it because it's a really fun cool story for those that you know he talks about gaming way back when we the only type of computer gaming we had kind of was like the the bbs boards and the you would type something in and you would wait for it to tell you, you know, you would say like turn right and then would start to describe something. The old text-based, you know, um, adventure kind of stuff. And, yeah. And how games were starting to form at that time and how then it eventually, games now still harken back to that kind of stuff. So it's always fun. Um, so that was pretty good. I think we're getting, um, I, I thought I saw... A, a movie update but then i wasn't sure if it was um if it was real or not so i wanted to go back and look more or if it was just a article that was talking about the movie but didn't have new information but i thought there was something about the movie so i'm still wondering are it's we getting a D movie yeah and are we going to start seeing some info on that movie and because i'm super curious that would they try to pull off a forgotten realms based movie would they try to pull off a i don't know a crin based movie would they try to pull off a greyhawk based movie would they create a whole new world because they want to start a whole new movie franchise that's going to have lots of movies in it and it's going to be based on a new world i don't know i'm just i'm curious about the where they're going to set it uh or what the movie's about (laughs) i don't know what it's going to be set as obviously but i think what you're alluding to is chris pine was in an interview and somebody asked him i think he was promoting something else but somebody asked him about the D &D movie and yeah he said that it's game of thrones meets princess bride so it makes me think that it is like really like gritty and realistic but then they're gonna have flashes back to them at the table so it might be like kind of the movie that i was wanting where you have like Either kids or, well, I should say kids, but, like, somebody playing at the table um, and then uh, flashing back to the Chris Pine character. And it's like, oh, yes, <laughs> I'm so-and-so. Uh, and that might have the, like, fun indie. That could not, be fun. Uh, I shouldn't say indie, but, like, inside jokes where it's like, oh, no, yeah. I spilled, like, just like the Tiny Tina's that you're talking about. Like, oh, no, I spilled yeah. a Cheeto on the board. And they're like, ah. Um, which is funny for me but i think a lot of DD people want to live in the illusion that it's real and so i don't know how that'll actually play out but uh princess bride is obviously beloved and stuff um and uh (laughs) grinar and chad is saying like well none of the DD movies have been good and that is correct 
But we need to remember that they've all been tied under a license by a really bad movie studio. <laughs> and yeah. the movie studio that made all of those simply made really crappy D&D movies to hold on to the license. Uh, because the rule was is if they made they if they never let it expire, then other people couldn't make D and D movies. Uh, um, and so they made sure terrible was. movie after terrible movie. And this happens with a lot of franchises. Uh, the the latest one that comes to mind is the Fantastic Four. Like <sighs> Fox made that last Fantastic Four movie simply not to, to not allow it. the Fantastic wow. Four to fall into Disney. But then jokes on them, Disney bought Fox. Um, but that's how they've been – that's why they do this is because they know that they, they can eventually pull a Sony and license Spider-Man to Disney is their goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, but we have to make something before we can let it lapse. So they make a crappy movie not intended to make money but simply to hold on to their stuff. Uh, the D&D license has lapsed. That company doesn't own it anymore. So the new people that are making this this new movie have a very different – direction different money different producers uh it could potentially be a really good movie so there's there's hope if it was the same company i would be like don't even bother but it is not crossing (laughs) my fingers i mean we can i think we can say stranger things is good and it is definitely D &D based i mean they were playing dungeons and dragons on their tables you know it was the that whole piece. So I feel like that's a good representation of it. Just like, um, I always thought the episode of when they did it in the, uh, community for the, um, I thought their representation of a, of the game was pretty good too. And, and pretty fun. Um, I don't think you can do it really like, a. but I guess you could, if you went game of Thrones serious, I mean, look what they did with Jar, you know, the, the George R. R. Martin books, which were nice and gritty and a good story. And they were able to put up. Well, you could treat like you can treat the world of Faerun or Greyhawk or whatever you want as a world to tell a story in. Yeah. Um, But if they want to leverage the aspect of it's also a game, well, then Mm -hmm. you kind of need to incorporate that it's a game. Um, But Hasbro has been trying to do this for a long time. I mean, there was a battleship movie like I I mean, there's all these weird Don't you say anything bad about that. That movie? Okay. <laughs> I love that. It's on Netflix right now. You can you rewatch go. it. It is the best movie to watch how Navy ships work. I Yes, I was in the Navy. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. Okay. <laughs> now, other people may not like it, but yeah, I There you go. It. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if uh, – we'll see if a lot of that works out or not. But uh, I, I, I have high hopes for it. So, I have high hopes. We'll see. Yeah. Um, well, and an, another movie that's like that is like Never Ending Story. Remember how the kids read in the book, yeah, but then he's also yeah. in the world, and that's a pretty beloved. That's Princess people remember Bride, yeah. that from their you know childhood, and they they'll often go back and watch that on a Netflix or somewhere else where it's playing when they see it. And um, like you said, you know, uh, Princess Bride, that's the Lego movie. movie, like exact same thing, and well, like halfway. Th- <laughs> sorry, spoilers, but halfway through the movie, you realize that it's a kid playing with his Lego sets. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh. It yeah. all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, it all comes in. So I can see that being a good, I think that's a good D&D premise. The premise of basically also like Stranger Things, you know, four, five, six kids, teens playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe they're in the school library that somebody's basement or they're at the mom's kitchen table, whatever it is. And we're getting flashes of what they're, their heroic characters are doing or the way they kind of think of them. Plus we're getting, you know, all of the dice rolling in like, yeah. You know, if you want that now, I would encourage you all to go watch zombie <laughs> Orpheus's movie, uh, the gamers on YouTube, oh, public, you public go. movie. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, hilarious. One of my, <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, gamers Two: darkness rising. Very good. Very good movie. Um, what have you been doing in the world of games? Mr. Lucian. I have been working. Wasn't oh, really working on games? Nope. Wasn't oh. really a game. Wasn't No, I I done so much at work. I did not go to my Tuesday night game. They did play without me. I was an <gasps> automaton. So sad. Uh, and I believe they finished the level, which I think is okay cuz I'm ready to go down to the next level. I think that's good. I'm hoping we're getting close to leveling up. Um but it was just so busy that 
really all I had time for right after work was to be able to jump into something for an hour and then be done. So I didn't really have four hours to set aside to go, you know, do any specific thing. Been playing a lot of Lost Ark. Cool. If you've seen that out there, uh, I'm still kind of goofing around with that. And I'm still messing around with Pathfinder um, Wrath of the Righteous. That game has got its hooks in me pretty hardcore because of the character creator. Nice. And I think I'm in there as much as you used to be in D&D Beyond creating characters. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just go into the creator character, and I just start thinking about something. I'm like, does this work if I go through this whole thing? And, and what feats should I choose for this? And, oh, that should go in here. I wonder if that'd be really fun to play. And I should grab this and that. And you, know, and you can build a party that you could take through that game if you want. So you yeah. start thinking, well... All right, I'm going to build this real cool tanky character, and I'm going to build this cool wizardy character. I'm a, you know, I got this cool ranger in the back or something, and it's just fun to go through and see all the builds. And what makes it great is that there's so many classes, so many subclasses, and you can multi-class just like you can in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, that you could, I find myself spending hours playing around with concepts and character. Ideas and just seeing where they go and where where I can yeah. take them in that. So, no, I play. I spent hours making. I still every once in a while I'm like, <laughs> wait, could I do a Yuanti? And then I start making another character in. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one I made I really liked was I, I named him the Once Dead Barbarian, and it was a uh, the the race where you are. You were dead, but they brought you back somehow, coupled with a zealot barbarian that can't really die. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is just fun, where you're like, I don't care. And you just run into run into fights and then somebody will revive you at some point because you can't really die. And I thought it was kind of fun. That's interesting. I like that. So no, I'm always doing things like that. And (laughs) that's why I need like twelve games to play. But a lot of these I'll because I made a monk once for an actual game and played it. For two sessions, we've talked about this like uh, yeah. sea elf monk that I played, and I was like, "Well, this is boring." Like yeah, this on didn't paper, turn out the way I thought, <laughs> or in my mind, you're like, "Oh, this is really cool." But then yeah. when I actually started playing them, I'm like, "I don't want to play this at all." So that yeah. that also happens, and maybe the, the the barbarian, the once dead barbarian, would also be boring. Who knows? But yeah, it's the a fun theme concept. Didn't match the mechanics or the you know the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, the fun didn't match what I had in my head, so it kind of yeah. makes a better NPC at that point, but. That's how it always is with the wizard characters when I build them, too, is I always have in my mind this idea of how cool it's going to be to create this wizard character. But then I get in the game, and the limitation of one spell per turn, or if you do the bonus action, you know... Of Not being able to really set up the combos do, you want, yeah. You can't, I couldn't fully fledge out this really cool idea I had... Because, yeah, the mechanics just, they're trying to balance you out from getting too crazy. Because um, you want to you want to be able to mix spells sometimes, you know. You want to be able to throw more than one at le- every now and then. It should, you know, not all the time, but every now and then. And I'm sure maybe there's ways around it. Maybe uh, rings of spell storing or something or, or wands maybe to get around it. But, yeah, I, I love going and creating the characters. And if you, in that game, you can then play it you know you can then run some characters through some you know fighting some demons or fighting some cultists and just see how the character kind of plays and it's it's pathfinder but pathfinder is so close to dungeons and dragons sometimes it's all tabletop you don't really notice it and it's pathfinder first edition which is even really closer to D &D than even pathfinder second edition yeah yeah um but it's been fun, and I like the graphics of it. Um, I just loaded <clears throat> Baldur's Gate back up because they did an update for that. Baldur's Gate 3, they call it? 3, yeah. And that one looked pretty good. And then I loaded up Solasta because I think there is a DLC coming out for Solasta. So I've got all the CRPGs loaded on right now just ready for me to bounce around and play in them. And they're adding some new classes. Solasta is interesting because it is based on open... OGL the open game license yeah open game license it's 5e mechanics or yeah 5e yeah open game license but they wanted to add some classes so they had to make some of their own so they've added some of their own classes in um one subclass per per class so I thought that that looked pretty fun it is fun and it's kind of see their take on subclasses Mm -hmm. there's uh their own world yep They, they couldn't use the world from anything so they created their own which was nice which was cool so another another good one so that's what's been 
kind of taking up my time. Um, I'm ready for next week's game, and it should be fun to see where we're at, hopefully getting to level soon. But uh, I have. it seems like Jordan hasn't played a game in a while. No, I haven't. But I am <laughs> I am preparing. Uh, oh, I've got okay. a, a a crew of people, oh. um, and they're all willing to play Invisible Sun. Wow. So March... 30th i think we're scheduled to have our session zero create characters and then i want to run a three or four uh episode invisible sun game how Um, did you find this mythical invisible sun players because as far as i could see i couldn't find any of those they're almost like unicorns at this point how did you find a group of them um i use the internet oh Uh, so yeah that thing yeah, <laughs> that's dangerous. It's you should uh, never go on the internet, kids. It's literally just uh, LB, Lex, and Indoor oh. Adventure. <laughs> so, oh, all right, but they're very excited to now. try it out with me, and we're going to play it. Um, <laughs> it's going to be offline, but I think I'm going to record it, and maybe release it as a podcast or something. But it'll be Jordan. I just want to like I want to play it to figure out how it plays, you know. And yeah. so I need to just sit down and play it, kind of a thing. Um, you so you got to come up with a really invisible sun theme though too to the adventure i mean because it just feels like it's one of those things that's just different from everything else you do so it's not no there's ways to prep sci-fi it's really like i'm not gonna be like hey guys let's run you know scarlet or citadel of darkness or no i've got i've got resources it's okay (laughs) yeah it's like i hey guys welcome to twin peaks is what i think of you Mm. know welcome to something really weird and interesting and and not quite sure what's going on. Yeah. In session zero, you create your character, but you also create your house and your neighbors. Like who, who do you live by in this weird magical world? And you kind of create a a whole environment that becomes your home base. Um, As you adventure, you can always come back to your house and your house has certain mechanical benefits and stuff. Uh, so it like it is weird. It is just odd, but yeah. Are they going to bring characters to the table or are you going to do a we're going to create them together session like we do How, sometimes with I'm gonna like kids give on them, rooms and stuff? Yeah, I'm going to give them the resources. Uh usually you come with an idea, okay. but um it is it's just a different game. So I think there's going to yeah. be a lot of us talking through it. So. Yeah. And and that's for my sake as well cuz I'm like I don't I don't know. Like I might be interpreting this rule completely wrong. So. Right. Good Sometimes old money cook. Play it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to just dive in. Um, I've also been toying with a new series uh, where I've said this before, where I make, I make, uh, or I understand games really by making a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to start making a character um, for all of the various games that I have. Um, oh, be fun. And so I think it would be fun to just record myself being like, okay, here's how I build a character in 13th age. <laughs> here's how I build a character here. And then I'll learn as I go. And then other people can be like, oh, I see how the game kind of works. And so it can be mm-hmm. fun. Um, yes, uh, we have a, a, a UK member that said, did, did the clocks change in America? And I'm like, they did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had daylight savings time uh, get changed over, so. Yeah, uh, we're an hour ahead. Though. I know. It's so fun. That's the one I hate. I, like I think we're getting rid of it, though. <laughs> there was a vote, so hopefully That's we... That's what I heard. <laughs> we won't have to deal with this anymore, because literally nobody likes it. Uh, yeah, well, there's somebody that out there that it. likes it, because they fight for it. Who knows? Um, but uh, that is our show. Next week should be real big, because we'll have lots we of new stuff yeah. to talk about. Uh but I say real big, we probably won't have any actual information, so who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Well, if it's on Tuesday, then we have at least three to four days that they could possibly put some stuff out. We might see something on Amazon by then, or we might yeah. be able to see more Twitter and Instagram pictures of stuff. So maybe maybe we'll have it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but uh, regardless, we will be here talking about uh, our adventures in the world of tabletop RPGs. Uh, anything else before we take off, sir? Nope. I did. Uh, I'm still looking for closer hotels to Gen Con as I keep, we have a room. It is secured, but I keep finding if I can find one, that's going to be closer. Yeah. Um, or sometimes people cancel. 
Yeah. Uh, happened last year, too. I could have got one that was right there if I wanted it, but I'm not going last year. So I'm going to keep an eye out on that. Any of you fans there in the chats, if you hear of anything, uh, shoot us a Twitter or post because uh, we would love to be closer to the actual site. And yeah. I'm just getting more and more excited to go. And now uh, gas prices. I'm a little worried about what my uh, plane oh, ticket's yeah. going to look like, but I'll have to. Oh, yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about airfare. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I do have a ticket. Uh, I, I've got a press badge, so I'm excited to go. Uh, yep. And God willing, my <laughs> taxes don't murder me. I'll have some money to be able to go. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming out. We'll see you guys next week with hopefully an announcement and lots of cool stuff. So until then, take care.